Son, what's really hood, son? What's really hood? Your word is born, shit is real, shit is real. Yo, son, I got this death. Nigga, need to go and see it pop off your quick. Yeah, I gotta get that crop. You know what I'm saying? Growing up in Brooklyn, shit, I thought that everybody talked this way. Raised on my kid, man, run DMC, so I thought that everybody walked this way. We fresh, we chill. Welcome back, welcome back. It's the Deep Cover Pod. Back at you for part two of our Ravens. First round, <clears throat> excuse me, NCAA tourney style bracket. Uh, we got through all of the first round players uh, in the previous show. So we're circling it back. We're going to try to get a winner uh, tonight. Or should I say winners, plural, <laughs> possibly. Uh, as I get ready to introduce the guys, that's something we'll definitely hit on before we get into the actual bracket. Some big news today. Uh, with the trade of Orlando Brown Jr. So we'll we'll kick that around a little bit before we start. But let me introduce the guys as usual. I'll start with you, Kerry. How you doing, man? Doing good, man. Glad to be back with you guys. Uh, ready to, uh, you know, finish off this bracket and, uh, you know, see who we're going to manifest to the Ravens this year. That's what we do. We got the hands up. We manifesting. <laughs> it worked with Patrick <laughs> Queen last year. Maybe it'll work this year. Who knows? Uh, I'll go to you next, Chris. How you doing tonight, man? I'm good, man. Ready to get through this bracket, see who we get. Maybe we have two winners instead of one. We'll see. Yes, sir. Maybe. Maybe. We might do two. Uh, next, let me get to Coach Evans. Coach Evans, welcome back. Thanks for joining us again. How you doing? I'm glad to be back for, for night two, and especially after the events of today, ready to see how our minds change. Absolutely, absolutely. Don't forget to check out Coach uh, on YouTube at Sip to Tally Films. Definitely check out his channel and everything that he puts out. Coach, I think you said you put out a video today, right? I did. I put out a video right after the, the trade happened. Just, you know, quick little thoughts about it. Um, nothing serious, maybe like a four-minute video. Just saying, you know, my thoughts and, and getting them out there before I had something else to, to do. Okay, so definitely check that out. You know, we everybody who comes on, we want to put them out there, put their stuff out there, let you check them out and hit them up so you can tap in. Um, but let's talk about this trade real quick before we jump into the bracket. So Orlando Brown Jr., uh, I pulled it up. I got Adam Schefter's tweet, so I'm make sure I get the picks right and everything. So Kansas City gets the player, obviously. They get a 2021 second-round pick. That was number 58. And they get a 2022 sixth-round pick. The Ravens get Kansas City's first-round pick this year, which was number 31. Um, they get their third-round pick, which was number 94. Their fourth-round pick, number 136, and a 2022 fifth-round pick. So I'm going to start with Kerry on this one. What do you think about the deal? in terms of compensation itself and how it maybe kind of shakes up what could possibly happen in the draft or even after the draft, really, with maybe acquiring a, a veteran player. Um, how do you think this impacts all of that? Yeah, I thought it was an interesting uh, trade, and I thought one of the big things I took away from it is, um, 
you can't worry so much about, um, you know, not trying to um, help another team um, and kind of focus on helping your team first. You know, if they kind of handle what they need to handle as far as um, building up the offensive line, uh, you know, getting some youth on the edge, adding a receiver, doing those things, and, you know, make those uh, technical advances with some of the ads to the coaching staff, um, you know, they'll see Kansas City when they're supposed to see them at the end of the year. So you can't really focus so much on, oh, I don't want to make this team um, better um, and kind of um, hurt your own team in, in the in the meantime. So, you know, it sounds like Kansas City had the best offer on the table. Um, you know, they got good value for a guy that, you know, they knew they weren't going to be able to keep after uh, this um, season. So, you know, I, I thought it was a success. And now it'll be interesting to see if they can um, maybe flip one of those first round picks. I know people, you know, it's, everybody's in a frenzy because they don't have a second round pick anymore. Like they don't have two first round picks. So, right. you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that, that pans out. I mean, they can stay and they can keep both um, first or they may be able to flip one of them and uh, get a second, but, you know, get some more capital um, in the draft on top of that. So, you know, now they've just given themselves options. They definitely have. Definitely have given themselves options. Chris, I'll kick it over to you. What do you think, man? What are your thoughts about the trade? Yeah, um, Kerry brought up something I wasn't even going to bring up, which was a lot of people uh, talking about how can they make the Chiefs better. But uh, I'm not – like like Kerry said, man, you got to take the best offer that's out there, and you can't be worrying about, oh, am I making this team better? You know, you got to worry about your own team and and do what's best. And you know, it seemed like Orlando Brown had his mind set up that um, I want to play left tackle. So get your first, get your third, get all those other picks that you can get, and you know, just try to replace them the best way that you can. And now this year you have two first round picks and with Lamar's contract coming up, you know, those, those first round uh, five year guys, they, that could be huge coming down the pipe when it comes to, to Lamar's contract, because let's say if just for example, you get a, a right tackle and you get uh, an edge rusher. Those are two premium positions that are getting paid top dollar in the NFL. If you could keep those guys on a, on a rookie deal, for that fifty-year option, that's huge. Yep. And instead of throwing a boatload of money at, at Orlando Brown, so um, I, I like I like the what they got the compensation. I was sad that he left because now it's we're going into a you know kind of an unknown right now where we don't know how the line is going to look right now. We know hopefully Ronnie will be back. We have yeah healthy, and Bozeman we know he's going to be that left guard or center. We don't know which one yet. We know Zeitler's going to be at right guard, but the right tackle position, thats we don't really know right now. And uh, that's the scary part. That's the part where I'm just like, damn, I'm sad to see him leave. But I, I get it. I, I get why they did it. But, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think they got fleeced or anything like some people are saying. All right, Coach, we'll let you get the last word on this. What do you think about the, about the deal? Well, it was, it's a guy that you wasn't probably going to be able to afford anyway. And so the Ravens are not keen on letting people go for free. So they were always going to get, you know, something for or attempt to get something for him. Uh, Cause we, we normally do a lot of the fleecing, so to speak. So um, I think this trade just happens to be one of the ones where you got to give some 
to to get something. And we got two first round picks, which um, we can replace um, Orlando with with one of those, or we can you know do some other things with it because we don't have a second, but we got two firsts, and if I'm not mistaken, two or three thirds. Yeah, I'm looking at that. You're right. They did. I think they it got might a third. be two thirds, two fourths. I think. I think they got two fifths too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, coach. So he, the cost is always more picks, more picks, more picks. Mm-hmm. And I mean, honestly, the more picks you get, the better chance you had to hit. Yeah. He said that right in that recent press conference. Where mm-hmm. They they kind of tried to, you know, feed him a little bit of his, you know, the the press clippings, and he was like, "Hey, to be honest." It's luck driven, right? A lot of it is luck, and we've had more picks than anybody else. So, coach, you just said, um, you know, you got a better shot. Um, so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what happens, um, not just in the draft. Do they address that position in the draft? I think we all think that they will at some point. We don't know where, but we think that they will. Um, obviously, they had to report last week that uh, Alejandro Villanueva from the Steelers had visited them. Uh, so, you know, there could be. Uh, a veteran free agent tackle that they add as well. So we're going to see it all play out, you know, over the next couple of weeks and months, we're going to see it all play out. So let me go ahead and get our bracket back up on the screen so everybody can see that. Share this bad boy. And we'll get this thing started. Okay. So here we are. Um, we're going to start on this other end tonight. We're going to flip it around. Oh, you know what? Got to get my clock. Got to get my clock back. <laughs> and I got all these notes on time. People have <laughs> got extra time. I had to write it all down and I got to try to make sure that I got it right. Um, let's see. So what do we want to keep it at two minutes going to the, Second round, so y'all want to try for a minute. I know that that minute went fast on Slade the very first time. Did it? <laughs> what y'all want to do? Keep it at two. I, we keep it at two, and if you don't need them, just don't use them. Yeah, so we know you. We know that's how you roll. You, <laughs> you ain't using it if you don't need it. I think I got you down for. Hey, what is that? Twenty-two, like, like thirty-four extra seconds. <laughs> You got like a half a minute of extra time <laughs> at your disposal. Got to be st- strategic with it. Very strategic. The strategery is the key. <laughs> all, um, all right. So we're going to start up here at the top. Right. So in the first round, most of the matchups were of guys at the same position. But now as we've moved up into the next round, you know, you're going to have some some matchups that cross positions. So that adds another little layer into it, too, because now you kind of got to think about um, that positional value because you're talking about two different positions. So we're going to start with edge rusher Aziz Ojalari from Georgia, who made it through over Quiddy Pay from the first round and offensive tackle Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State, who made it through over Elijah Vera Tucker. So I think it's who had Aziz, Coach Evans. Thank Coach you. Evans had Aziz, and Chris. I think you've got Tevin Jenkins. So, right, Coach, you ready to go? Yes, sir. All right, your time starts now. So, in, in light of the events that um happened today, I think I'm still going to give a, a valiant effort to say we need Aziz, even though I don't really mean. It. 
<laughs> uh, we talked about yesterday after my argument about him attacking pullers. And I went back and looked at it today to kind of, you know, brush up on it to make sure I was good with what I talked about earlier. And, you know, we said block destruction last night, but I don't even know if that's good enough word. What he does when he when he when he closes the gap and, and attacks pullers is there's no space for the running backs to fit when they run power counter. If he sees it coming, he 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 not only closes the gap so the running back can't get through there, he still keeps his outside shoulder free just in case they decide to bounce it and um you know get outside. So with him doing that on top of how hard he plays, on top of the um the way he sets the edge. Like I said last night, he's the most like NFL ready right now. That's me. All right. Stop, coach, with damn near a whole minute left. <laughs> I just didn't want to repeat some of the same stuff yesterday. <laughs> and that's why I was like, do we need two or do we need one? But like you said, let's just keep it at two. And then if you don't need it, don't use it. I figured it was going to go faster because we hit, you know, a lot of points yesterday. All right, Chris, let me reset this for you. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Go. All right. So with the news of uh, Orlando Brown being traded right now, the Ravens starting right tackle is looking like maybe Tyree Phillips. Mm -hmm. And we saw how that went during the, the 2020 season. So. Right now, it is it is imperative that the Ravens select uh, uh, offensive tackle with one of these first two picks that they're going to have in the first round. Uh, they they need a guy in there that they could that could walk in day one and possibly take that job. But even if they do sign a veteran, uh, they they need some youth there to to shore up you know the future of that spot because if you and let's say if they do sign a uh, Andrew uh, Alejandro Villanueva, mm -hmm. um, there's no he. I mean, he's up there in age, right. and he's had some injuries himself too. So you're still going to need a guy there where, that you can rely on. You can't have a ragtag group like you did last year, where you're throwing Fluker out there and you're throwing Phillips out there. You got to have a guy that has some, you know, some actual high pedigree to him. So I, a guy like Tevin Jenkins is just a, a perfect fit. Like I said last night demeanor, play style, fit. It's just, it, it makes perfect sense for, for Tevin Jenkins to be be a Raven. And there it is, Chris, with some time on the clock. All right. Carrie, that hurt me too. And I. That hurt me because I love Ojolari too. So this matchup, <laughs> I did not like this matchup because I, I love Ojolari. These are my two guys that I, that I love. Well, hey, look, uh, as the, the people who have to judge, Carrie and I, and hopefully we get Slade in here too, because I just thought about if me and Carrie tie, how do we break the tie? We'll figure that out. Um, <laughs> but again, got two first round picks. So, I mean, that's yes, something sir. to factor in to our decision making. You you know, it doesn't have to be Ojalari or Jenkins. It could be Ojalari and Jenkins. Right. You have our cake and eat it too. All right. Just depends on how we want to play it. But anyway, uh, I start with you, Carrie. You heard. Uh, the arguments who are you taking man this one is tough man like chris said like these this is a heavyweight battle right here both of these guys uh i mean they just both play play like ravens like they're both ideal fits for what the ravens do um you know quality players 
And uh, I think Chris, I think you said that these two guys were your uh, top two options as far as tw um, 27. And, you know, yeah. who knows? Maybe they could be 27 and 31 if the board falls right. Hopefully, but, um, if the Lord is listening to my prayers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it's a tough one, man. But I just have this feeling down in the pit in my stomach that Ojalari is going to be a star. And I would feel like sick leaving him on the board. So I, I'm going with Ojalari. Oh, that might be a little bit of a surprise pick right there. <laughs> I, you know, that, and that's 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 what makes this thing so tough because before today, when we were just thinking about the one pick, and if we were just looking at these guys, had we as we kind of had them slotted, you know, we talked some of this yesterday about, you know, just our own individual opinions of each of these guys. If I'm just looking at these two guys, I'd have Ojalari slotted higher than Jenkins. I mean, just just in a vacuum, just in my opinion, you know, so I'm trying to heed, you know, the advice that you hear right from general managers like DaCosta. You hear Joe Ortiz, scouts and stuff talk like, look, if you have a player graded above another player on your board, don't take that lower graded player just because of need. Right. If, if Ojalari is your guy that you have the higher grade of <clears throat> the two, yeah, you may have a need at tackle, but. You know, you you trying to be true to your grade and true to your process. So I don't really want to do it because I think that I'm going to catch some heat. <laughs> I think we're going to catch some heat for doing it because people, how do you come out of this joint without a tackle? Uh, and you know that they traded Orlando Brown, but I got to go with Ojolari too, man. I got to stick, I got to stick to my grade. In a, in a stunning turn of events. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, July. Man, we're not going to be light. We only got two wide receivers in this bracket. We done got rid of all the tackles. <laughs> and the Ravens Twitter is going to hate us. <laughs> it's not going to be a good look here. We're just keeping it real. Not, just keeping it, it real. Not gonna, yeah, yeah, it's not going to be a good look. Okay. But, hey, we don't know, obviously, what's going to happen with those picks, whether they stick and pick at both, whether they try to move one of them. Um, you know, I think that there's pretty good depth in this class in terms of tackle. People say that there's a drop off after the top, you know, couple guys. But again, you know, think back to where they took Orlando Brown. Now he fell probably for the combine. Let's just be real. I mean, mm -hmm. he, he was, his, his tape was, uh, you know, what you saw on the field was better than a fourth round player. Right. Um, and so, you know, the combine probably dropped him. So not to say that he would have been a first round pick, but he was probably somewhere in that second, <clears> third <throat> round range for sure, just off of his tape. And so, you know, I'm not saying you can just turn around and find another guy who becomes a starter and one of the better young tackles in the league in the second and third round just because it happened before. But you're in a class where, you know, you, you've got some guys who could probably be there if they're able to take one of those picks, those first round picks and move back into the second round, um, you know, there might be a guy, whether that's the kid from Notre Dame, Eichenberg, mm -hmm. uh, you know, could be a couple other guys there. We know they've been to that Notre Dame well, um, Ronnie Stanley back in the day. So who knows, right? Of course, I'm trying to justify it. You know, that's what all that was. So anyway, let's move on to the next matchup and we'll, we'll, we'll deal with what happens from the flock 
whenever that comes. <laughs> so in the next matchup, we've got safety Trayvon Morehead from uh, T- TCU and JOK, Jeremiah Awasu Koromora, linebacker from Notre Dame. Coach, I think it's me and you okay. on this one. Uh, like I always do, I give my opponent the option to go first, but if you don't want it, I'll take it. I'll go. I'll go. All right. Let me get your time up. Mm-hmm. Okay. You ready? Yes. Let's go. Um, JOK, uh, like we said, like I said yesterday, uh, high IQ kid, high effort kid, uh, 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 bring the wood to your kid. But the thing I, I noticed from, from going back and looking at some stuff today, I didn't realize how good he could cover as far as dropping in the flex. And I, I know I mentioned it yesterday, but this dude, you know, like we said yesterday, he would go out there and cover like slot receivers. And, you know, I'm thinking really from looking at it, he's just like he's around, like he's in the area. He actually sticking to these guys. They weren't just playing man. They, I mean, they weren't just playing zone. They were playing man, and he was actually sticking to maybe not the elite slot receivers, but some average guys from the the ACC that they played in this year. He was he was on them, and so the fact that his versatility is so his his, his versatility is so wide, he can do so many things. It's hard to pass up on a guy if he's there at twenty seven, even though you know it's not quote unquote a need for us. But a guy of that caliber is tough to pass up with. And I heard something, um, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, but somebody said your needs of today may not be your same needs of tomorrow. And so getting a guy like that, you know, may answer our edge uh, outside linebacker situation for a long time to come. Boom, there it is. Now that time saved. You got like two whole extra rounds. <laughs> you, coach. <laughs> if I you ever need them, which if you ever need them, which I don't think you ever will. All right. Let me restart it here. Oh, if I got a whole extra round, let me use it on the tackle. Okay. I because I would say with the time that you got. No, I'm saying <laughs> you got enough time. Put a tackle back in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we probably would. I'm telling you, if if we had known they had two first round picks. When we were building this thing, I would have had more players in here. Right. But, you know, it is what it is. All right. So let me get this time started and talk about Trayvon Morig. Okay. So let me take you back a couple years. Think about when the Ravens, out of nowhere at the time, because I don't know that there was a whole lot of talk about it. Uh, we knew that Earl Thomas was a free agent, but I hadn't really heard or seen a lot of connections to the Ravens. But Ravens swoop in kind of late in the process and sign Earl. Had Chuck Clark on the team at the time, probably had Deshaun Elliott, too. He might have been working his way back from an injury at that time. I can't completely remember where he was at that year. But I think in signing Earl, they told you that they were looking for that playmaker, uh, you know, in in the back end of their secondary. Right. Somebody in that deep middle uh, to to be that guy who could play back there. They felt like they had some guys who were better up near the box, closer to the line of scrimmage. But they were really looking for that guy. Uh, kind of in the deep third. And I think that's what you get with Trayvon Mori. You get a guy who's a ball hog back there who can play in the deep third, who can play the deep half. Coach talked about his range yesterday. So that's not an issue. Um, and I talked about uh, when, when I was kind of, you know, came before him in the in the first round, how I think his eyes are so good and uh, it allows him to be around the ball, almost like Deshaun Elliott in a way, how Deshaun Elliott's really kind of around the ball a whole lot. But mm-hmm. On, but with Trayvon, I think you get that in a deeper area of the field. 
And then I think that allows you to have Chuck and Deshaun up closer to the line of scrimmage up near the box where I really think that's their strength. I'm not going to say neither guy can't play on the back end, but I think they're stronger up near the line of scrimmage. Let those guys, um, you know, help support the run, help let them cover tight ends, let them blitz, especially mm-hmm. Elliott we, or Clark. We know Wink loves to send safeties. So let those guys play to their strengths and then have Trayvon kind of play back there on the back end, kind of back there to erase you know, any any mistakes or anything that might get over the top of the heads of those guys up front. All right. So let's start with you, Chris. You've heard the cases. Who are you taking? Uh, like, like Coach said, man, J.O.K., he's a, he, he's a heat-seeking missile, man. Like he just moves at a different speed than everybody else. He looks like he's hidden, you know, with like, metal under his pads uh it just he, he just had a different speed and a, a a different different kind of hitter out there but um with uh morig i do believe he brings something that the ravens don't have on the on the roster right now as far as that guy who could be that deep center field true center fielder and uh you know like like we said yesterday too he could also play man to band he could cover in the slot and uh he, he's He's one of those all-around guys that the Ravens really look for, and they haven't really had that that deep center field uh, guys. Because when Earl was here, he played the center field, but you know, position well. But it wasn't the same Earl that was you know part of the Legion of Boom. Um, I think with Morig, you you're getting a guy that's closer to that mold as far as athleticism and uh, just being able to, you know play deep in, in that center field spot. So I, I'm going to go with Morig. There's one vote for Morig. Kerry, who you got? Yeah, this was another tough one, man, because I, I started thinking about it more and more uh, with JOK and um, envisioning him in that role, like I said yesterday, with um, how Carolina does with Jeremy Chan. And I think he can have similar impact um, as a rookie. Um, but again, with Morig, man, Morig brings that range. And I think what Morig could do is actually improve a couple different spots um, with his addition. You put him in on the back end and it allows uh, Chuck Clark to stay closer to the line where he excels. Um, you can do some things with um, uh, Deshaun Elliott and probably improve your coverage because I think you can have him play like a quasi linebacker and then you're not putting so much stress on, uh, you know, Queen and and Harrison, um, Mm -hmm. you know, to stress them too much as far as kind of checking running back side of the backfield and maybe, you know, quick slot receivers and things of that nature. So I think you can kind of elevate a couple different levels of your defense. And then I just think about, um, you know, wink and these um, these uh, cover zero blitzes. He's gonna throw them out there anyway. But imagine him throwing them out there when he's got a guy on the back end like Mori that he know can cover some ground. I mean, that that would just open that up to a whole different level. So yeah, I, I like I like Mori in this one. All right, we still. We've been living dangerously. We haven't got to the point where you guys have tied <laughs> on on, uh, on a player you like or split, I should say, uh, where one guy likes one player and the, the other one likes the other. So, so far, we're good on that. So, uh, Aziz Ojolari, 
Trayvon Morig make it to the I don't know are these the semifinals? I always get confused. I think I might just uh, call yeah. it up here. Semifinals. <laughs> semifinals. Mm-hmm. I always get confused about that. All right, they're basically going to be in the in the final four, right? After we talk about um, this other group of guys, so we're going to jump back over to the other side of the bracket, and we're going to start down here at the bottom. Um, who do we got? We got Jason Oway, Edge from Penn State. Uh, going against Levi. Well, wait a minute. I can't go against myself. Levi <laughs> is that is that how that happened? Did I did <laughs> I have like way? All right. Well, yeah. Look, we're gonna have to pivot. Yeah. We're gonna have to pivot here. Somebody's gonna have to take one of these one of these other guys. Unless I just want to get myself away versus Lee. Uh, owns versus Levi, which I I'll stick with Levi because I know not a lot of other people have watched. Him, I know. I think most of you guys have seen Oway, so I can I can stick with Levi if, if somebody else wants to take Oway. Yeah, I can't, I can't I, take Oway. I take Oway. I know, Coach. He can't do it. The Jalen <laughs> can't do it. Can't go against them. Her can't go against them. Canes. All right. So, you want to go first, or do you want me to go? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. Oh, let me move my timer over this side now. All right, and go. All right, so uh, Jason Oway, uh, he's a guy that uh, I said this last night. Uh, I think he's a guy that's just scratching the surface. Uh, very young as a football player, uh, but a guy that's still growing. And uh, we saw that maturation from 2019 to 2020, where uh, he he really stepped up his, his run defending. And uh, I feel like if you're getting a guy at 27 who his – his floor is a, a good run defender, but then he also has the tools and the traits to develop into a really good pass rusher. I, I, t- I bank on that at the end of the first round. Um, it's it's not all there yet, but uh, like I said, he made a jump as far as a run defender in one offseason. So imagine him maybe two, three years down the line when he's getting coached by, by Wink and you know, all those guys there that, you know, can hopefully progress him and make him better. Just like we've seen with Tyus Bowser. Tyus Bowser was a guy who had a lot of traits. Granted, his stats were better in college than always were. Uh, but uh, we've seen a, a maturation with Tybo. And uh, he was a guy that was also incredibly talented and gifted as, a, as an athlete. So uh, hopefully the Ravens would be able to do the same with, with Oway and, and kind of have that same maturation process that, that Tybo had. You're on mute. You're muted, Mike. I am mute. Sorry about that. <laughs> All right. Chris had plus 30 on that one. And coming to the stage, Ooh. our man, AC Slade, joining us. <laughs> Perfect timing, man, because we're doing yeah. this last bracket and we have saved the the, uh, the Bateman and Creed Humphrey bracket. So I just got to talk about Levi. We'll come away with a winner on this one and then you'll, you'll be up. So it's perfect timing. All right. Happy Friday evening. Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing tonight, man? Hey, you know what? You know what? I know just kind of throwing a wrench in the process, but it's only fair because all the rest of us got to talk about the Orlando Brown Jr. trade. 
Oh, okay. I want to give you the floor. Let you kind of share some of your thoughts on it before I know I'm I'm interrupting, but my time is not starting. So I mean, this we ain't <laughs> doing nothing. We ain't doing no funny business right here. But you, you might yeah, be surprised. Before before we before <laughs> I, I jump into Levi, uh, let me get your thoughts, Slade, on, on what you think about this Orlando Brown Jr. trade. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think it's an uh, a net plus, and and obviously it depends upon how you look at it, and. I don't know how the team looks at it, right? But one of the things you think about is you got you netted picks better for what you would get with on the strong assumption that he wasn't going to get signed anyway, right? So um, third round uh, comp pick at best, that's the cap. We all know that. So um, you're better off looking at it that that way. Um, replacement player, we don't know who that is yet, but you got the capital to get one. Um, you might have the dollars, you know, to get one. Do they think that, uh, uh, Alejandro is that guy? I don't know. Um, do any of us think he's that guy? Possibly. Um, he could certainly, I think he can hold up you know, uh, game to game, but can he, can he, uh, can he, can he last and play well across an entire season? Um, he's a little bit over age 30, right? So uh, another thing with him too, he was, um, I'm not so sure he was, he was 230 pounds in college, um, you know, playing at, playing at, uh, at West Point. So he's packed on a lot of weight uh, to, to a frame, you know, that may, you know, uh, you know, have been struggling for the last few days or last few years, excuse me, to continue to carry that weight. So is he wearing down? Who knows? Um, you know, so they certainly have a, a, a good idea um, of risk mitigation around that. Um, and then finally, well, not finally, but um, the other thing I think about is just, you know, having 27 to 31, man, I mean, yeah, those are low picks, but you know they're still first rounders, man. And you can, and they've got enough third, fourth round ammo to to move up a tad if they want to. I mean, hell, with EDC, man, he he might throw in some twenty two picks, right? Twenty twenty two picks, um, next year's picks um, to move around the board uh, as he sees fit as well. I mean, this, this cat is he's he's so he's a lot like Ozzy, but he's so different than Ozzy, right? I mean, he's certainly more, he's less risk adverse. Um, he, he clearly goes with his gut um, more often than not. Now, whether that's his gut without input and influence from Harbs, um, his neighbor, or, or, or not, it's probably a little bit of both. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, he's going to wheel and deal. I'd be surprised if they, if they stay at, 27 and 31, I kind of want them to because it just grabbing two first rounders, man, it just seems like, you know, you know, you're making out like a bandit, all things being equal. But obviously we'll see how the board falls uh, uh, next Thursday night and um, and, 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 and what he's going to do. But I, I think it's a net plus overall. Can't really say how much, right, until they get the players in there uh, and, and maybe even, you know, next year too, who knows. But um, certainly we'll have a good idea. I think going into next year, whether or not, you know, uh, uh, the Ravens, quote unquote, won the trade. 
It's definitely going to be exciting just for that last thing that you mentioned alone. I mean, you made a lot of good points, but when's the last time we've been able to to go into a draft with the Ravens having two first rounders? Yeah, they're at the back end, but still, um, Mm -hmm. you know, oftentimes they're they're picking back there anyway. And most of the time, a lot of the fan base is like, well, they're just going to trade out anyway. So we just watch this other stuff and they go Mm -hmm. get to their pick and they go trade out anyway. (laughs) I mean, don't don't travel to the draft, right? Because you might you might go to bed that night disappointed because the Ravens didn't take your money. (laughs) But with these, with having two, you feel like they're probably going to pick at at least one of them, right? Like you said, maybe they, maybe they move one of the two, but you feel like they'll probably pick at at least one of them. And who knows? Maybe they do something crazy that would totally kind of go against what has been their M.O. And they put some kind of crazy package together to go up and get somebody. Who hey, knows? Um, I mean, so we'll see. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm sure. Again, with this cat, man, I'm sure if 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 somebody he they really, really like, um, you know, gets around 14, 15, 16, you know what I'm saying? I mean, his, his hand's going to start to itch, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's going to be, oh, damn, I got to make a trade. My hand's itching, you know? So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so it, it's going to it's gonna be an interesting night, particularly with all the quarterbacks going. And, hey, if someone wants to jump in at the end of the first, right, and grab uh, Kyle Trask or uh, uh, Captain Stanford, who names, whose name uh, loses me right now. Mill, yeah, yeah. They might want to grab one of those cats at the bottom of the first, you know, to get that fifth year. So um and 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 at that point, you know, you got the leverage. Yeah. You know, you might get that extra pick, whether it's 21 or 22, but uh, you know, you might get that extra pick out of that club that wants to move up. So it's gonna be fun. It's gonna mm-hmm. be fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let me let me jump back into the talking about Levi. We'll we'll finish this group up and then we'll go up to Bateman and Creed and 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 we'll have our, our final four set up. So uh, let me make sure I got my timer right. Okay. Now, this is going to be a risky move on my part because I only got two minutes and it's going to involve me clicking on a couple different things. I may waste my time just clicking and not actually doing anything. But <laughs> you know what they say, uh, scare money don't make none. So here we go. All right. Levi O. Oh. Let me take you guys back to the Steelers game last year, right? First Steelers game. We're not going to get too much into the COVID game. Uh, even the Kansas City game, right? So when the defense was out there, and particularly against pass play, you know, what was the, the kind of recurring theme, right? How fast the ball was coming out, right? How fast mm-hmm. Big Ben was getting the ball out. How fast uh, Pat Mahomes was getting the ball out. That was kind of the recurring theme, right? So – what do you want to do to try to get pressure on those guys? Do you really want to come off the edge? Do you really think that an edge guy is going to get there in time? You know, I don't know. I mean, me, I just don't know. I think that you want pressure probably coming up the middle, you know, quick pressure. Uh, and you're going to get that out of an interior guy who really is kind of a natural three technique like uh, Levi O. And you know what? I can I can show you better than I can tell you, right? So let's 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 take a look. If we can do this. Oh, look at that. We can. Number 95, right there on your screen. Check him out, right? Take another look at him. Look at him there. Head up on the center, right where he starts. Look at where he's going to get to. Just kind of forklift that guy back, right? Go right over there, make the play, right? Right? Hey, but we're not done. Guess what? We got more. (laughs) Let's take a look at this. I'm trying to watch my time at the same time. I think it's about to run out. 
Uh, yeah, let's look at this one real quick before my time runs out. Again, look at my man. Look at him in the backfield right there, right? 95. Take another quick look at it while I got 17 seconds. Kind of in that three-tech spot. Look at that. No, you're not touching me. It's not happening. It's not happening. I'm in your backfield. So, look, you're dealing with these cats. They're going to get the ball out in two seconds, right around two seconds. You better have somebody who can get in their face up the middle, not trying to get there the long way off the edge. And there it is. Yeah, see, I, like I added it. I added, you, you, had I to, added you had to take out, you had to bring out the film. I added a little something. I had to add a little something in there. Now yeah, let me yeah. see if I can if I can get us back to, to where we were. You know, you know what happened when you try and try and do too much, like I am. <laughs> okay, let's see if I can get the bracket up, and then we'll go around and we'll get the votes. Yeah, see, I'm not that savvy know. like Mike. I'm gonna have to, you know. Pull an etch a sketch up and draw. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I told I told Chris. Remember, I told Chris after we were on that draft season pod and the way that they were showing those clips, I was like, "Man, I'm gonna find out how to show me some clips." Yeah, <laughs> and I didn't quite have it set up as as streamlined as they did. I still got to work on that part, but I at least can get it up here where people can see it. So that's a start. Um, but let's go around the room. Um, since Slade just jumped in, we'll give him the honor. Slade, what do you think? Levi O, I know you, you probably didn't hear the full argument of Jason Owe tonight, but you heard it yesterday. I mean, it's, it's basically mm -hmm. the points that we hit on yesterday. So mm -hmm. uh, who would you take between those two cats? So I am, um, I am definitely on the electronic record for um, having some concern about the D-line. Um, it's age. Uh, it, it, I don't know, man. It might be maybe up there with, with, with Tampa. Um, they might be the oldest unit, uh, in the league, but no, actually Tampa got a, got a young cat, right? Um, Vita, he's pretty young, probably brings the average down, but, um, whatever the case though, they're old and, um, you certainly have to, you know, take care and limit the snaps of, uh, of uh, CC and Wolf and, uh, and even Brandon, um, although perhaps more for um, schematic reasons than anything else. So while I like um, uh, OA and I spoke highly about him yesterday, um, I'd rather have a DT, man, and I'd rather have a penetrator, uh, Captain, get up field quick. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not so sure what the negatives are on Levi. I watched him early when you first pointed him out, MC. It, it, shit, man. It might have still been 2020, actually. I'm not so sure it was 2021 yet. Um, and I haven't watched him since. But um, for what, I, for what I, I did see and what I remember, he fits the bill from, you know, what I'm looking for, man. Penetrator, get upfield, you know, uh, a slasher. And, and and disrupt things back there. And I think that's what they need. Uh, and obviously the, the injection of youth, even on the heels of Mads, is um, you know, is something that they need. All right. That's one vote for Levi. Coach, I'm gonna come to you, even though because I'm technically challenged, I couldn't find my pass play clips. Did my video sway you at all? Who you got, Coach? <laughs> uh, I, you know, not my bias against uh Jason. But I think Levi fits what we would do. If you think about us having Levi and um, Matabuke, some young guys that you know can can handle those positions for the next four to five years, that'd be a great uh, combo 
having Matabuke and, and Levi, Levi playing the, the nose and, and the three or the nose and the five, depending on you know how they want to use them. So I'm going to go over Levi. All right. Well, there's there's two. But, hey, I still uh, I still got to let you have the floor, Carrie, and give us your take. I think we we know who the man is going through, but, you know, we still want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I'm, I'm rolling with it, man. Uh, like Slade said, man, when you look at this defensive line, uh, you got Calais Campbell going into year 14, Wolf going into year 10, and Brandon Williams going into year nine. And then you got Broderick uh, Washington with the legal situation. You don't know how that's yeah. going to play out. So, you know, it, it's looking real thin right now, man. So, you know, they got to they gotta add um, not just bodies. They got to add a quality uh, young guy to put in this room. And um, like Coach pointed out, you you book in him uh, with uh, Justin Matabike and and you know you you working with something there, um, two guys with some youth and upfield penetration skills uh, to um, collapse that pocket quickly. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm going with Levi as well. All right, let me go in here and type the name. Make sure I put just. Levi, not Levi Stubbs from the four tops, showing my age. <laughs> I, can have, I can have some some Levi Stubbs, some four tops references. Uh, if they have Heard it on the team. Yeah, mm-hmm. man, people ain't going to, they will be like, who, who is this? Who? who? <laughs> Levi Jeans, what? <laughs> y'all, young, y'all youngins don't know about it. You don't know about it. Okay, we're going to our final uh, second round matchup. We got a long wide receiver. In the tourney, Rashad Bateman uh, going up against center from Oklahoma, Creed Humphrey. He's got, you know, Rashad, man, he in here. He's representing for the brand. Uh, he's the only wide receiver in here. And we know how much the Ravens flock love to talk about wide receivers. So, Slade, I know you got Bateman. Uh, Kerry, you back on Creed. Do you guys want to keep the order as is with Slade going first or you want to flip it? I'm good with whatever. Yeah, I'll go first. Yeah, All right. I got your timer up. Two minutes, and it All starts right. now. Yeah, so I'll, I'll be brief um, with, with, with Bateman. Um, plus, plus for versatility, slot, and outside. Plus, plus for making the most of his, 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 his length um, and, and his radius. Um, plus, plus on exploding uh, through breaks. You know, he's running the slants, running his posts. Um, sounds like, oh, any receiver should be able to do that. But, you know, we've, we've got a couple on our squad that, that kind of struggle with that little little bit of detail. And if you look around the league, you'll see the same thing. Um, he is, like I said yesterday, man, he's, he's just a polished cat, man. I've seen um, uh, uh, practice and workout uh, videos of him and how he uh, practices his craft, um, works incredibly hard at it. He's been working really hard um, uh, during this period pre-draft, um, you know, because, you know, the, the cat caught COVID, right? So he's he he went out there, man. He was only out there for, well, I think it was just two or three games, right, this year. You know, tried to do what he, you know, tried to, I think it was two things, man. I think, you know, he wanted to you know, uh, uh, to put something on film for the scouts. But I think he also didn't want to leave his, his crew behind, you know, his teammates. Um, but, you know, ultimately he made the best decision for himself and his future. But the fact that he got out there um, and, and, and um, you know, gave the effort, 
Uh, he had some drops. Um, I think his drop percentage was up to 14 this year, but it was it was more reasonable seven eight percent last year. And um, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna gig the guy because he was you know recovering from COVID and, and probably didn't have everything together yet. But he made the effort. But he's he's the he's a versatile, uh, explosive receiver on the perimeter that the Ravens have been looking for for a long long time. And he might be there at 27. And if he is, I think you got to take him. There's the time. Um, before we kick it over uh, to Kerry, I did look up uh, his 2020 five games, 36, catch, uh, 36 catches, 472 yards, two touchdowns. So coming off of COVID, um, he was still able to go out and, you know, like you said, at least put that on tape, try to be out there with his teammates. Um, yeah, I know he had a smaller, yeah, he had a smaller uh, A dot, you know, average depth of target. Um, he had a, Stick a small, smaller yards per target, you know. So, you know, he wasn't running, you know, uh, but people like to say the full tree and things like that. But, you know, yeah, he was out there doing his thing. Yeah. I mean, look, we saw some of the Ravens players come back after COVID, right? Particularly like Marlon mm-hmm. Humphrey. I think that's the, yeah, Marlon yeah, was not the same player he, at all. He looked like the same dude no, the first couple of weeks after coming no, back. So, Mm-hmm. Definitely, you know, has an impact. So uh, let's go over to Carrie for Creed. Let me get my timer back up. Clicking on too many things, stuff disappearing on me. All right. You ready, Carrie? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Let's go. All right. So Creed Humphrey, um, we knew office line was going to be important coming into the draft. And after today's trade, it might be even more important. Um, center is a spot that, you know, we couldn't get a guy that could even snap the ball uh, correctly or and, you know, had talent disadvantages at that position. And uh, Creed is a guy who can come right in and, and, and plug up that spot. Um, you know, he's not an overly athletic, not an overly talented cat. But like I, like I said um, yesterday, I love his uh, wrestling background. Uh, I love that in interior office alignment and interior players in general. Um, with working with leverage, uh, three-year starter. Um, I think he's a, a great fit for this office and what they want to do. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think it's just going to be really important that they 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 plug that hole. So I don't, I don't know how we're even going to be allowed to get on the airwaves if we don't make it um, through this bracket without office alignment. So I'm just going to throw that in there <laughs> to end, and I'm, I'm, I'm done. All right, Gary's done. I ain't worried about this time no more, man. I ain't. Right <laughs> it's a bunch of people with extra time, y'all. If somebody get tight and they want extra time, you can have some extra time. Okay, many seconds. Okay, let's 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 go around the room, Coach. I'm gonna start with you. You you heard the arguments? Who you got in this matchup? Uh, it's, it's a tough matchup because I think both both positions are a position of need for the Ravens. Um. Creed has been a a, um, a a guy that has been consistent. I think consistent was what I used yesterday when I when I did argue for him. His consistency, you know, throughout his four year career, is crazy. But Rashad has versatility, and again, you know, we talk about how important versatility is. He can do multiple things: play inside, play outside. Um, you know, he he probably could help you in a return game. And I and I didn't have a lot of positive to say about him yesterday because I was going against him. But the ball, the guy plucks the ball out the air. 
his hands are extremely strong and he doesn't um fiddle with i didn't see a lot of double kicks when he at six feet maybe six feet he goes up against the ball and i think somebody said it yesterday he plays bigger than he is and i, I didn't agree yesterday but that's 100 percent true he, he's on, he's right at uh six feet maybe six one but he plays six three six four there are a couple of plays that i remember he um because he didn't have a great quarterback either uh, he ran a, a dig route and the quarterback threw a high and behind it the guy jumped up there with two hands, and he just stick that one hand up there to go get it. He went across his body with two hands, snagged that thing, hit the ground running. And that that was the play that you know made me say, "Oh, this, this dude is for real." So I'm gonna go with um, um, the receiver. <laughs> I went I went blank just then. <laughs> and you 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 were right on the height, Coach Six Oh Oh Three. So right at right at six feet. Um, Weighed in at 190, but again, we talked about the COVID. He talked about that, about how he had been trying to get his weight back up. So um, we know he probably played a little bit bigger in 2019. And of course, 2019 was a year where he really went off. Um, so keep that in mind. Uh, Chris, I'm going to kick it to you. Who do you like in this matchup? Uh, well, this goes back to uh, the, the the matchup that we had uh, with Ojolari versus uh, Tevin Jenkins. And uh, I, I know none of you guys hate Tevin Jenkins, but uh, you guys went with Ojolari because you guys have him as the higher-rated player overall. And uh, I think here is kind of similar where I like Creed Humphrey. I love the fit. Uh, it, it, you know, he, he's a major need on the offensive line right now. But uh, Bateman is just – he's the higher guy for me right now. Um, incredibly, you know, an incredibly talented wide receiver – Brings that versatility, like Slade said, um, and he—he's a, a guy who would. I remember Mike, you said that uh, he kind of reminded you of, of Sammy Watkins. Once he gets the ball in his hands, he's up the uh, right up the field, mm-hmm. his hands and right up the field, like instantaneously. And the Ravens don't really have guys like that right now, other than Sammy Watkins. So you bring a guy that with that kind of pedigree, that kind of talent. Uh, I, I think it, it'll be a, a good move to bring him in over a guy like Creed Humphrey. All right. So Bateman is going to go through. Before the record, it don't matter since he got two votes. Before the record, I'm going to say my vote was going to be Creed. And for the only reason, uh, I can't have another center snapping the ball over Lamar's head and he get concussed. Cause he got to go chasing after the ball because you done snapped it over his head. Okay, I cannot have him getting hurt trying to catch bad snaps and recover the ball off of bad snaps. You know, it's enough contact going out there just in the regular course of the game. I cannot have my man getting hurt trying to chase down no crazy snap. So just off that alone, I was going with Green because <laughs> they had two dudes who couldn't do it. Right? I mean, I know, I know, um, Skrull was coming back from the knee thing, and that was serious. Uh, but then he started having issues with the snap. And at first they said he had a cut finger. And then, you know, another game went by and he was still doing it. Then Makari came in and Makari was cool for a minute, but then he started doing it. And I'm like, look, once Lamar got concussed, I was like, that's it. You got to get somebody in here who can snap this damn ball. Okay. Mm-hmm. We could not no, I'm still surprised um, Skura wasn't puffed. I, just, I was just like, oh, they're going to puff that cat, you know, make sure he's ready. And no, man, it was just from the jump. He was in there. They bought into them garage workout videos. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, he looked ready to me. (laughs) Film doesn't lie, right? (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, so let's reset the scene. Here we are in the final four. On one side of the bracket, we've got Rashad Bateman versus Levi O, a.k.a. Levi Stubbs. On the other side of the bracket, we got Aziz Ojalari versus Trayvon Morig. Now, Slay, one thing you can do, because you were not here for that Ojalari versus Tevin Jenkins matchup, in light of the Orlando Brown news today, you can mm. absolve yourself. You can say, look, I ain't had nothing to do with these four years. <laughs> not picking an offensive tackle. <laughs> I no, wasn't a part of that. That's you. You can claim that. You yeah. have that card no, that you I'm can good. play if you want to. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, but the rationale was if we're just looking at the players, those of us who put him through said we would have Ojalari graded higher than Jenkins. And so we can't push Jenkins up just because of need. Right. Nope. So yep. didn't do hey, it. Amen. Ojalari has the arm length to play tackle. <laughs> <laughs> he got he got longer arms than Tevin Jenkins. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay. So we're gonna reset here. We're gonna go through. And uh, let's see. So Ojalari, that is Coach Evans. Mm-hmm. Orig is me. Bateman is Slade. And Levi O is me. So um, let's start on anybody. I don't know. Which side y'all want to start on? It don't matter to me. This is a pretty good final four. Biggest side, left, right. Do right. Right, it is. <laughs> okay. So that's uh, Aziz versus Trayvon. All right, coach. Get the clock back up. You're up first. I will give you the option to defer, but if you want to go, you can. No, I'll go. All right. And your time starts now. Uh, Aziz Ojalari versus uh, Trayvon Warrick. Again, I would say that uh, Aziz is the guy that I think is the most NFL ready out of you know everybody in this bracket style tournament. I think he can come in day one and be a producer, maybe not as a star, but I think he has star written over him. Once he learns the NFL game, because he, he's going to give you max effort. He uh, has the strength and the link to to do that. And he has the background in, in you know, well, not the background, but the athleticism because he did other sports to, um you know, to be versatile. Again, versatile is a big thing in the NFL. Aziz, again, attacks pullers, uh, sets the edge well, uh, has a couple of pass rush moves that, you know, will probably grow as he gets in the NFL system, especially depending on who who picks him up. Uh, whoever picks him up, and if they got a pass rusher that that's willing to teach him, not necessarily a coach, but another player that's willing to teach him, this dude could be almost unstoppable. He could be a, he could be an edge Aaron Donald, you know, in the right system and with the right coach. He's just that explosive. There it is. Hey, I can't even get the thing to stop right now. Okay, I'm not on mute, am I? No. <laughs> okay, I'm good. All right, <laughs> let's reset this clock. I can talk about Trayvon. Let me get my little my little stuff together here. You know, I got to go to my little resources. I mean, there ain't gonna be no video this time. I can't I can't mess around with that. Uh, and here we go. Okay, Trayvon Morig. I mentioned this uh, previous round. They've been looking for that deep center fielder ever since Ed left town. Right, whether it was Eric Weddle, whether it was Earl Thomas, they've been trying to find that guy. 
And the reason they keep bringing these free agents in and having to kind of pay a little bit more of a premium is because they understand how important that role is in their defense. Nothing against Chuck Clark. Obviously, they love Chuck. Think very highly of him. Knows the defense better than anybody. Mm -hmm. And we saw what Deshaun Elliott got a chance to do last year, being you know healthy and able yeah, to play all 16 regular season games. But those guys are stronger the closer they are to the line of scrimmage, right? That's really what their strength is. It's not so much on the back end, you know, kind of playing that deep center field, um, you know, working in between the 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 numbers uh, or even from the hashes. So I think you bring in a guy like Morig, who is a ball hawk, who has that kind of range. We talked about his versatility in terms of being able to also do some man coverage things down in the slot. Um, and just a smooth, smooth guy, man. Looks like he's been there before. Doesn't look like the game is too big for him. And think about – I actually didn't know this. I had to look it up myself because I just assumed that the Ravens had taken another edge rusher in the first round since this time. But anybody have a guess the last time they drafted an edge rusher in the first round? A name. You don't even have to pick the year. Pick the name of the player. Terrell Suggs. You got it. There it is, Terrell Suggs. And so we're talking about 2003, the last time that they took an edge rusher in the first round. Now, if – Ojalari is what coach says he is, then yeah, you take that dude in the first round. Uh, but it's been a minute and you just, you know, you wonder, is it a combination of where they've been picking uh, or is it more about how they feel about that position and how it's maybe changed over the years? So I don't know. None of us know we're not there in their heads, but I'm voting for Trayvon. Okay, there it is. Let's kick it around the room. Uh, we're gonna start with you on this one first, Kerry. Who do you got in this matchup? Man, Mike, when you said you was gonna dig into your resources, I thought you were gonna put Trayvon on the pod and let him argue for himself. <laughs> <laughs> Add him to the stream, coming to the stage, Trayvon Maury. <laughs> but man, this is a tough one, man. I think you guys both make compelling arguments. Obviously, um, you know, edge is more of a, um, a direct need, uh, but center fielder is a need as well and um morig is a is a fit and like i said previously he would offer some things they don't have and, and kind of strengthen some other spots um but i just come back to ojalari and just his overall upside and his floor uh combination and you couple those things with him being at a position of need and him being such a strong athlete um mm -hmm. i'm gonna lean and go with uh, ojalari there's one vote for Aziz. Uh, Chris, let me take it to you. Who do you have? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Ojolari, too. Uh, it's It's been a minute since the Ravens have even had a chance to get a guy like this. And uh, I think, you know, a, a guy with, with this kind of, you know, uh, you know, trajectory that he's on where, you know, like like Coach said, he's just he has different strength level. And we know the Ravens, they, you know, put a heavy emphasis on guys that can stop the run and play the run very well and be disciplined. And on top of that, when you see, you know, the upside that's there as a pass rusher, it's just it, it would be really, really exciting to get a guy like like Ojolari on this on his defense. Fast, tough and smart. That's what they say they value. He he checks all those boxes. Uh, so he's through, but Slade, let me let me give you the, the final word. Who who are you taking? 
Uh, it's going to be Ojolari. I, I mean, I, if y'all recall last night, I was really, um, you know, throwing the praise for um, for Mori, and I still think he's a he's a terrific player. And and I mean, he would be a fantastic fit, fit with any team. But um, you know, they've got guys who are solid enough back there. Um, you know, to where you know either you can you know, maybe we don't, you know, we don't go after uh, starting free safety this year. Maybe you grab one uh, next year and you just look for depth this year or whatever it is you want to do. I just don't think they can, they can pass on, on, the, on, the, on, the, on a rusher. Um, I, I think, you know, the cupboard's bare. So um, you don't let this cat get past you. So there it is. Z's Ojolari in the finals. That leaves it to Bateman and Levi O. So Slade, that's me. That's you. Um, get the clock up. Got the time right. Uh, as always, I give you the option. You want to you want to stay in that first spot, or you want to you want to go second? You go ahead. Okay, because I'm gonna keep it short and sweet, baby. <laughs> Here we go, Levi O. Right. I said I was going to keep it short and sweet, and I meant it. Uh, <laughs> if you look at wide receiver and you look at that position in this draft, pretty good depth, right? I think that's kind of the thing that we've heard is that as you go through the different rounds, probably even down to, to the fifth, maybe even the sixth round, you can probably find guys there who can come in and, and, and compete and help your team. What have we heard about defensive tackle? The exact opposite. It's like one, two guys, right? And then there's a big drop-off after that. So if we all agree Barmore is kind of the consensus top defensive tackle, Levi probably slots in as that second guy. You don't get him here, big drop-off before you get another uh, guy who can who can play in that interior and create uh, some interior pressure, which, you know, we've all kind of talked about how we think that's important and they need that. Also, you know, the age thing Slade talked about on the defensive line. So that's it for me. That's my, that's my pitch for Levi. All right, let me reset it. Mm-hmm. And you ready? Yep. Go. I'll be even more brief. <laughs> you know, is, <laughs> is this going to be yet another year where the Ravens let an outstanding wide receiver that, um, you know, by all accounts, everyone everyone's pretty high on. Um, is he elite? No, but this cat is every bit of good as, as 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 Calvin Ridley was. I think I think he's a I think he's a better wide receiver than um, AJ Brown. I think AJ Brown's a better athlete. Um, and you know, are, are we going to let you know another superb, outstanding receiver? You know, uh, are we going to pass on another one? you know, to go after um, a defensive lineman or, or, or just another position, you know. Um, if we finally have our shot at a cat, you know, let's take them. All right, stop your time. And the answer to that question is yes. Have you not been a fan of the team? <laughs> this is what they do. Defensive tackle over wide receiver. This is what they do. Um, but anyway, we're going to kick it around. A knife. They keep turning a knife. They don't care. They don't care what these uh-uh. people think. All right. Nope. Um, let's kick it around the room. We'll start with you, Coach. Who you got, Bateman or Levi O? Bateman. I, I'm, I'm a slave. You can't pass up on – you know, between these two guys, you can't pass up on Bateman. 
because um you know you can get uh Levi and pairing with um Matabuka as we said earlier, but Slade is I mean not Slade um Bateman is a guy that we need. Uh, his skill set will I think will open our offense up. Uh, and 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 not that he's going to go out there and have 75, 80 catches, but his his 40 catches with the yak that he can give us should be right around 800 yards. And that's what we need. We need the ball to come out quick with our RPO stuff, and we need guys to get yak. And you know, Hollywood is a more of a vertical threat, but Bateman can get you some yak. He can take that um, that inside zone um, slant RPO and, and take it to the career, like uh, Hollywood did in uh, versus the Dolphins two years ago. Baby can take those to the crib, you know, on the regular because of the way we um, run the ball. And you can have Hollywood on the other side to stretch. All right. There's one for Bateman. Uh, I'm going to go to you next. Kerry, who do you got in this matchup? Yeah, man, this is tough, man, because uh, you sold me on um, Levi, Mike, you know, throughout this process. But I can't in good conscience. Um, you know, shatter Ravens Twitter's dreams just in case somebody, um, you know, that listens to this pod knows where I live. I can't in good conscience do this. So I got to go with Bateman. Uh, you know, Slade makes a good point about Bateman too, about his versatility. And I love that the ability to line him up in a couple different spots. And I think that just adds another layer uh, to his fit in this, um, in this offense. So yeah, I'm going Bateman. So he's through. He's in the finals, but Chris, we want to hear from you. Who who was your guy in this matchup? It's a clean sweep, Rashad Bateman. You cannot yeah, pass up a cannot pass up a wide receiver this talented. Uh, for you know, no knock on 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 Zarike, but uh, you know, Rashad Bateman. We don't get we don't get a chance at wide receivers like this often. So let's not make this the mistake and, and pass this guy up for uh, a defensive tackle. So Ravens flock. We have atoned for not having a tackle come through, and we got your wide receiver. We know y'all been wanting this wide receiver. He is in the finals. Will he win? We about to find out. We don't know, but we about to find out. So we got Rashad Bateman, Slade. That's your guy. Uh, Aziz Ojolari, coach. That's your guy uh, in the finals. Look. I'm going to do the two-minute thing, but if y'all go over, look, this is the finals. You want a little bit more time. You need more time. It's all good, right? It's the finals, baby. So uh, we'll set it up there, but don't feel like you got to really stick to it if you if you want to go longer. I know Coach don't need it, but put it out there anyway. So um, with this one, I don't – we don't – you know, because it's even Steven, we really don't have it set up in terms of, you know, who was going to go first and who was going to go second, but uh, – I don't know how we want to decide it. You guys can just pick it yourself. Who wants to go? Who doesn't? Slay, what you what you want to do? You want to go first or second? Yeah, I'll go first. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Bateman coming up. Here we go, Slade. And the time starts now. All right. I I I, I think I, I like Sammy Watkins a lot. Um I love he actually, I mean, he, at Clemson, he was dynamite. You know, he had the uh, off-field problems, kind of, you know, took a couple games from him, I think, his second year. But, man, I mean, he just, he he crushed it. He killed it. But, you know, I mean, we all know the deal. He, he got into the he got into the league, and he's had a hard time staying healthy. As much as I wanted an improvement um, for, for, for Willie Sneed, um, you know, Willie Sneed was was very reliable. 
Um, hard nose. I mean, we all like the kind of player that he was. We just wish he was more athletic. But he's no longer here. So, I mean, if the, if the club loses Sammy for any significant portion of the time, while I do think DD can have a pretty good, Duvernay can have a pretty good season, um, if, you know, if he's used properly, um, that's still putting an awful lot on 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 his shoulders. And assuming Hollywood plays as good as he did second half of the year, and hopefully better, uh, we're still missing, you know, uh, a great uh, a great opportunity, um, you know, to 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 leverage the limited pass game that they have. Um, you know, to be a, a fully functional offense, particularly when you got a club that's taken away to run from you, like we've seen in the playoffs last couple of years, actually th- uh, past three years. Um, and then if Andrews goes down, I mean, now, now we're in really in a world of hurt, right? Because we got no one that can exploit the middle. Um, you know, our boy Boyle, he'll do his best, but, you know, he's no, you know, he's no, uh, you know, uh, top tier tight end. So I think from an insurance um, perspective as well, man, we need a cat out on the backside or whatever they want to put him. Uh, you know, like I said, he's versatile, so you can put him in the slot. Um, but we need another cat out there that we can rely on. And, yeah, he's a, he's going to be a rookie. But, again, man, this cat can play. He's ready to play day one. And wherever he goes, he's going to play day one. You know, that's 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 almost guaranteed he's that good. You know, and so um, I think that's another element to think about here. It's not so much, you know, what he can bring. It's, it's, it's a potential hole we may have to plug, um, you know, if we lose significant time from from Sammy or from Mark Andrews. And that's that's the only ad I got to, you know, what I've been saying uh, on Bateman uh, so far. You're on mute, Mike. Yeah, you muted up, man. Back here coughing and stuff, man. I put it on you. Hey, oh, I was okay. gonna say, you made a good point about Sammy, man. Sammy will get you eight in a possible. That's, that's, <laughs> that's been <laughs> just how he's been rolling yeah. the last couple of years. We want him, we'd love him to get 16. I'm praying he gets 16. I would love to see it, but you know, last couple yeah, of hopefully years. Hopefully the last eight, right? It's 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 been yeah. a struggle. It's been a struggle. Yeah. So, coach, you're up. Uh Aziz Ojalar, are you ready? Yes, sir. All right, here you go. Uh, again, I'll repeat the most NFL ready guy out of this, you know, other guys in this tournament. Um, edge setter, uh, can rush the passer, um, uh, run, you know, run blocker. He can play multiple positions, run stuff, and I run blocker. He can play multiple positions. He can play the three, uh, the five, and, you know, wide nine or seven, you know, depending on who's coaching, how you want to call it. Um, again, against the run, he's, he's, I ain't gonna say impeccable, but he's pretty damn good versus the run. His his the way he sets the edge and the way he attacks pullers, you I can't like reiterate that enough how that stops guys from running power and counter. That and then you got guys that can't do that and they got to stick to just outside zone and inside zone. You can you can stop those plays if they don't have a counter to go with them. So um with that being said, man, I think again, he's the most NFL ready guy. He was um the best guy in this tournament. And I think my argument speaks for itself as him being the winner of this tournament. Boom, there it is. All right, we're going to kick it around. I'll go first. That way I'll, I'll let uh, Carrie and Chris give their opinions because I, I think I can be sure. Slade probably already knows. I mean, he and I worked on a project a couple of years ago, 
uh, mm-hmm. Charlie Project, and then we talk a bunch ever since then. Even if you were to take the names out of it, and if you said Slade, if Mike had to choose between a defensive player and a wide receiver, <laughs> who was he going to be? <laughs> I, 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 then, I, I, I'd reply with, why are you asking me that question? <laughs> yeah, because you know I'm, I'm I'm three yards in a cloud of dust, baby. We can run that option all day. We don't, hey, we don't need nobody out there catching the ball. <laughs> so, you know, I'm going. We just need to play defense and run the ball. That's it. Uh, so I'm going with Aziz. I'm going with Aziz. That's my vote. So uh, I'm going to turn it over to Chris now. Who you got in this matchup, Chris? This is a tough one because uh, these are two guys that uh, you know are both. Uh, you know, incredibly talented players, two guys that uh, I think can come in and, and make an immediate impact at uh, both of their positions. Um, I think I'm going to go with Bateman, man, because, you know, like Slay said, you know, we don't know about Sammy sometimes, man. Sammy could look like, you know, the dude for a couple weeks and then all of a sudden he got a little hammy situation and we don't see him for a couple weeks. A guy like Bateman could come in and, and fill that role in and, and, you know, hopefully do it at a, at a high level from, you know, what we see from him on his on his college tape. So uh, I'm going to go with Bateman on this one. Mm. So that's one to one. It comes down to the man himself, Kerry Stevenson, <laughs> the weight of the Ravens flock <laughs> on your shoulders right now man. on your shoulders. Who you got in this matchup? Hey, man, I'm way too skinny for this, man. I, I, I weigh more than Devontae Smith, but I'm way too skinny for this kind of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man, it, this is a tough one, man. I, I like both of these guys. I like both of their fits uh, with the team. And uh, like Chris said, you can see immediate impact from both guys. But when I think about what they have at the position – and Sammy Watkins, and like you guys have said, he's had trouble staying healthy. Uh, as currently constructed, if he were to go down, you're losing some uh, some pop in this offense, and and I, I think it's going to be really important. I don't care how how much they pass the ball, um, you know, compared to last year, they could run it the same amount of times as they did last year, uh, but they have to be more threatening uh, in their base um, personnel uh, groupings. And I think Bateman is a guy that can help you do that. And he has that nastiness to him um, to compete as a blocker and do some of those things and fit. So uh, I'm going to go with Bateman. And there it is. It has to be the pick that will make the Ravens flock happy. I, I, don't, I don't think how, I mean, I, I would say for a minute when we started out and we don't have, we didn't have any offensive tackles going through, you know, we probably had people unsubscribing from the show, uh, <laughs> giving nasty comments and stuff like that. But this makes it all okay because we know how starved these people are for a wide receiver, man. You know how starved they are. So I think that this makes it all okay. And I don't think you can go wrong. I don't think you can go wrong. These two guys in the finals, um, everybody made the case for both, you know, you know, both guys made the case. For their guys, and I really don't think you can go wrong with either one of these. You're going to get a good player, a guy who's going to come in and and play day one. I think for both of these guys, and and really mm-hmm. contribute and really help the team. So uh, hey, can't man, go wrong. I, I, but I hope they're both on the board, 27. Man, that'd be great. 
Yeah, I mean that's 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 the reality of this that and we Jenkins too. But Jenkins that we kind of that we kind of factor out when we do this, right? Because we're we're just assuming that hey, these guys who are in our bracket are the guys who are going to be around, but we know that's not how it works. So that's the reality of this thing is will these guys even be there? But yeah. if they are, and if it's the pick, we taking all the credit, all of it. There'll be no credit <laughs> left for anybody else to take. So, well, my question is, do we think Ojolari goes at 31? Oh, if he's dead, for sure. I, I'll run oh, it yeah, from him. Oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't ask for much more. Maybe for like another five, six years. <laughs> <laughs> you, can pick up, you can pick up both of these guys, man. Wow. Yeah. You might see me cry. Man. You run those in. There's no question. I, mm. I, no trade back. No, these guys are there, and you can get them. You take them both. Mm. I have no issue. So with who? That. So 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 what? What? What could the cluster be? Right. So you know, on the clock at twenty-seven, and you know, I don't know what they're thinking about, but everyone at home is also thinking about thirty-one. So you'd have these two, or you have the final four. So that brings us. So who 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 might be the fifth? Maury, you think? I'm sorry, not Maury. Um, uh, Jenkins. I, I would think so. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I, I would definitely think so. Yeah, I think he's firmly in that. Yeah. I mean, if you if you look at some of these numbers that they're talking about, just for the positions, right? And who knows how all of this is going to shake out? But you're hearing four to five QBs in the first round, right? Uh, I saw something yesterday that I hadn't even thought about before. I was thinking like, you know, maybe five or six tackles. This dude said nine to 11 tackles mm. in the first round. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> nine to 11 offensive <laughs> tackles in the first round? So even if you go wow. on the low end or the lower end, seven, eight, nine, somewhere around there, four QBs, you're talking about 13, 14, 15 players just between QB and tackle, right? Mm -hmm. So now you're already into the teens. You know, right. you're, you're pick 15, pick 16, somewhere around there. So some of these for sure. Yeah. So and some of these players end. on this tight on this end. bracket, yeah. some of these players on this bracket, they're gonna get pushed down. Mm -hmm. Will they make it all the way to 27, 31? I don't know, but some of these guys are gonna get pushed down. Because you talk right. about those players, like you say, you just talked about Chase. You know, he's going in that top group. You know, Pitts is going in that top group. Um, you know, Waddle, Devontae, somewhere in there. So, you know, now you're up to 19, 18, 19 players. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. we hadn't even talked about the corners. Sertain. Oh, yeah, right. Hold yeah, on, yeah. I'd say at least three, three of them in the first, but I think history tells you you're probably looking at more like four or maybe five, possibly. Yeah. You know, you got Eric Stokes down there. You got uh, Asante Samuel Jr. down there. You know, maybe one of those guys can sneak in the back end. You got Michael Parsons, too. Oh, Parsons. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think you're going to have a shot at one of these tackles. At one of these edge players, and and probably one of the DBs. I mean, it's it's probably one of the safety types like Morig or, or Graham. But I think you're going to have a shot at, at one of those those groups towards the back end. So, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm hoping it's. I I really do hope it'll be a, a Bateman, Ojolari, Jenkins kind of deal. Uh, we'll see how that 
how that falls out. But uh, if those three are there at 27, that's like that's like a dream come true. And then we'll get to see what they do with that cluster. We kicked Tevin out. <laughs> we'll, see what they, we'll see what they do if they have yeah. that cluster. And, and those are the guys that they, they have available to, to choose from. So, look, hey, we got through it. We did it. It's on the board. It's on the record. People will be able to listen to this and hear it. Uh, I'll, I'll probably tweet out uh, the sheet, too, just so people can see it. They know we ain't just making this up. Uh, and, and trying to backtrack off of it, it'll be there, so uh, people can hold us to it, you know, as the draft approaches. And so, hey, look, it's been awesome having everybody on. I'm gonna go around the room uh, like we normally would do at the end of the show with just me, Carrie, and Chris. Kind of just get final thoughts. Anything you want to talk about going forward? Could be the draft, could be anything. So, uh, let me start with you, Slade. Any any final thoughts as we get ready to close this thing out? Um, actually looking ahead a little bit, man, I, I hope they can have as close to a regular off season as possible. You know, I want to, I want a full install for JK. I want a full install, uh, uh, for, for, for D for DD, you know, I want, um, you know, every, every rep and, and, and snap that Lamar can get, um, with, um, you know, perhaps Sammy and Bateman, um, you know, out there, um, you know, whatever the case may be. But I hope, you know, we got a lot of young cats and um, I would like for them to, you know, to get as much work in the summer, um, you know, as they can. I hope so, man. We, You and I talked about this the other day, specifically with Hollywood. He ain't had a regular offseason yet. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. When he came mm-hmm. out of Oklahoma, when he came out of Oklahoma, he had the injury. Last year had COVID. Mm-hmm. He hasn't had a regular offseason yet. Yeah, right. So, man, yeah. if these guys can get and, and it's looking, I mean, I don't know if dudes are showing up for who's showing up for OTAs and who ain't showing up for OTAs. <laughs> <laughs> but even this one is is this offseason is probably gonna be a little bit different, but hopefully it'll be a little closer to to somewhat normal for them. So man, I would love for the guys to just be able to get in and kind of get that that close to normal routine, like you said, and mm-hmm. then, you know, in that work with dub. And T yeah. out there. Oh, and oh, by the way, they got a lot of new coaches too. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, so they, they gotta do some gelling, you know, with their units. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? Um, and, and 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 get used to, you know, being that guy for that position, you know, not you know, not just an assistant, you know, let alone I can't remember how many we have coming from outside other than the obvious two. But yeah, it's like you know, nine, it's like nine dudes, I think. Yeah. And most most of them come from outside. I mean, you got the Houston Cats, the D line, <laughs> right? Oh, we have to ask all about Weaver. Yeah, yeah. Weaver's from Houston. They got a, yeah. a a DB coach, I think, or an assistant DB coach who's coming in from maybe the Chargers or somewhere. I don't know where he was coming from. Um, the linebackers coach who's taking over for the guy who went to Michigan. So, I mean, yeah, they they got dudes. Yeah, right? yeah. So they do. Yeah, more than half uh, from outside. Yeah, and that's another reason. Yeah, they all need to be there, man. And, Get vaxxed up, you know, if, if that's within their belief system or whatever. Um, yeah, and, and get to work. Absolutely. All right, let me move to you, Coach Evans. Any any final thoughts as we wrap show? Uh, first of all, I want to thank you guys for having me on and letting me be a part of it. Uh, secondly, with the news coming out from Orlando today, this our pick is is what it is, but it could be anything. We it, it's it's a it's really a crapshoot based on you know with Orlando. We got to have a tackle. 
So what we do on offense, we got to have a tackle that can can help us on outside runs and counters. So um, you know, is is a guy on the the staff that can do that? I mean, not the staff on the team that can do that, maybe. But um, us taking Bateman is it's gonna open the offense up. Us taking Aziz will be the rich getting richer. Us finding the tackle would be a need. So it, it's three different ways you can go about looking at it, but it really doesn't matter. It don't, it's only up to uh, DaCosta and Ozzy. All right, I'm going to go to you next. Kerry, any closing thoughts from you? Uh, no, I think everybody pretty much hit it, you know, tactically what we're looking for. I think it's always great to go through these exercises and you kind of see as we go through them and kind of talk through, through things, it's nice to get different kind of perspectives and it kind of changes my mind about prospects in a sense. And then we see that kind of cream rises to the top, um, you know, when we get to the end of these brackets. So, you know, that's always fun and hopefully it's a tradition we can keep going. Um, and um, other than that, man, just thank everybody for listening. You know, please rate and review the, uh, the show. Uh, subscribe to Sip and uh, Sip uh, to Tally Films on uh, YouTube. Make that. And, um, you know, just keep rocking with us. All right, Chris, it's down to you. Any closing thoughts? Yeah, man, I just want to thank Coach Evans and Slade for hopping on here with us, man, being gracious enough with their time and, and you know, and, and their opinion. You know, that's that's something that we value a lot. And uh, that's the main reason why, why we ask these guys to have on, because these are opinions that we respect. We know they do the work. So, um, you know, thank you guys for, you know, giving us all of this time that, that you guys have the last two days. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thanks a lot, man. It's yeah, been I fun. Appreciate really, yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate like that for me. I don't have much. Uh, thank you to Coach. Thank you to Slade, Chris and Carrie, my guys. They know how we do. Thank you to all the listeners out there for rocking with us. And, um, you know, if y'all been listening to the show, you know what I'm about. I'm just going to let the music play, man. And we out. <laughs> Growing up in PA, I knew nobody out there talk like us. Nothing but that country slang. What up, dog? What up, cuz? Late night, you see us buzzing on board. It's mad dog riding weed. Sitting on the back porch, getting suited, feeling fine indeed. Listening to Eric B and Rakim or ETMG.